Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Community Solutions Podcast, where we inspire you to be the solution, to recognize a real solution when you see it or hear it, and to accept nothing less. Here, we want to inspire you to improve your workplace relationships and environments by sharing real life experiences. I am your host, Kim the SME. Let's get into it. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Today, we're going to be talking about challenging the status quo. Challenging the status quo. So when I looked it up, because I always want to have a definition for you all, when I looked it up, the Oxford and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary both state that the status quo is simply the existing state of affairs, especially regarding to social or political issues. The status quo is the state or fact of being the way things usually are. So it's talking about normalcy and routine, how things currently flow, and are you going to challenge it? Okay, and so I'm wondering, and I want to ask you all, when is the last time you had to challenge the status quo? Have you ever had to challenge the status quo? Have you ever had to come up against something? some type of authority or law or rule? Have you ever been wronged when you said never again? Not to me, not to my children, future generations, strangers, family. You know, at some point, and I don't know if this has happened to everyone, but at some point, there's a sense of frustration that can come upon you when something occurs. and you just have this gut feeling that you have to challenge it. Like it was so painful that you said, never again, this will not happen to anyone else I know. Basically the buck stops here. As I was you know, thinking about this topic and all of the issues or the challenges that I had to face, I need to stop saying issues, but as I started thinking about the challenges that I had to face, I started thinking like, is there anyone out there that has not had to challenge the status quo? Is there anyone out there that has never had to challenge authority? I mean, that would be great. That would that would be great, but then I had to think, okay, there had to be somebody who if they didn't challenge the status quo doesn't mean that that opportunity wasn't there or there wasn't a need or there wasn't that circumstance. Maybe they just chose to flow through it. Maybe they chose to deal with it. Maybe they chose not to push back. Okay, so even even the richest of riches, I'm sure they have had to challenge the status quo. They had to get there somehow. And I don't care if it was, maybe it was their their banker that they had to challenge regarding a deposit or something, but I would think that everyone has had to challenge someone, something out of normalcy. I could be wrong, but you all tell me if you have not had to. Challenging the status quo isn't for everyone. I can understand someone being passive and not wanting to be disruptive, not want to make 
changes, just wanting to get through the day. I mean, and everyone's different. Every situation is different. And you never know what that person is going through simultaneously at the same time something else is happening. So I can understand someone not challenging the status quo. But what I don't understand and actually cannot stand is for someone to sit by and not do anything but 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 complain on the sidelines. Like I've never been okay with that, especially in the workplace. If you have an issue and you're not speaking up about something, but you want to come back to the desk or, you know, after the meeting, you want to come back and talk about everything, but you never want to actually resolve the problem. I find that very disturbing. You know, I'm the type, I, I really don't want you coming to me about it because I'm always going to voice my concern. And just because you voice your concern does not mean that um, you're being disrespectful or you're being, um, you know, rude or I don't, I don't know the other word, but you really have questions and you want change. And so the people that look and look down and frown upon that are simple minded. So please keep that in mind. So I want to also, since we're talking about challenging the status quo and I've already discussed what the status quo is, which is basically the existing state of affairs. It's, it's a Latin term, right? And it's basically what it is right now. And so to challenge that, so I looked up challenge just so I, I, I would be very clear in what I'm saying, is an objection. You hear in the courtroom when they say, I object, like you, you disagree with that, okay? It's an objection. It's to dispute the truth or the validity of. This is what the Oxford Dictionary says. And so I even have to question that to dispute the truth of. If it's truth, can it be disputed? Maybe I'm looking too far into it. But if it is truth, it cannot be disputed. My understanding. Now, principles and rules and laws and um, ideologies, can those be challenged? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the truth is the truth. So I don't see how that can um, be challenged. So my question and what I, what I really want you to think about is, have you ever really been wronged? I mean, to your core, to your heart, have you ever felt the need to just say, this is enough. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to be sharing my experiences, okay, and, and give you examples. Now, I do not own a Dodge, but I am a challenger, okay? I will challenge, and I, and I, and I don't always challenge to win, but it's to understand further. Okay, and you know, a few years ago I realized after doing some deep digging is that that's all in my DNA. So it's nothing, it's something that I thought that it was just me, but no, it, it's deeper than me. It's in my bloodline. It's it's in my DNA. 
Now, my family will tell you, my kids, husband, parents, they will all tell you that I will go to bat for them. Strangers, friends for the, at the school, you know, in the workplace. I just want to fight for what's right. I want to challenge anything that's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that. I remember I said something in the workplace and I was getting frustrated with my manager. And I said, you know, this, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I said, you know, this isn't right. Like this is the solution right here. And everyone else just wanted to continue with what was going on. Like they didn't want to make any changes. They wanted to have to make this correction every time it came up, especially when there's a simple solution. And she said, Kim, you just want everything to be right. And I'm looking at her like, who doesn't? Like, if there is a solution, especially if it's minor, why not fix it? Why not fix it? And so that's just how that's just how my mind works. And so that's why this podcast is called Kim Unity Solutions, because I come up with solutions and they're mutually beneficial. They're unifying solutions. It's not just a solution that benefits me, but it's a solution that benefits everyone. Okay, so, you know, there's several times I've had to um, challenge my my um, my daughter's schools. How, how can any authority or any principal, any teacher tell a child that they're not allowed to go to the restroom? How dare you? How do you know when my daughter's bladder is full? Like, I don't understand the reasoning of it. And so I've had to have several meetings, you know, as if has my daughter ever um taking these breaks excessively oh well you know a lot of other kids have okay well that's not my child and so i don't know what kind of rule you have in place right now but that will not apply to my child when she has to use the restroom she will go use the restroom and if she has any questions i have instructed her to give me a call you know and it's again it's not being disrespectful it's about doing what's right. You can't make one rule and apply it to everyone in that type of in that type of situation. If you, especially if you don't see, um, if there's no pattern, if there's no excess of use, why would you apply that? This would you do that to your child? That's what it comes down to. Would you want that done to your child? or to your niece or to your nephew or whomever, absolutely not. So don't apply it to mine. That is the perfect example of a solution, a solution with souls in mind, one that benefits both parties. One that if, and one that you would want to apply to someone you love. So the Kim of it is karma, intuition, mindfulness. Treat people how you want to be treated. If what goes out comes back, treat people how you want to be treated. If you wouldn't want your child to not have to go to the restroom, don't block my child. Okay? Using your intuition. You know that wasn't right. 
you know that wasn't right. And being mindful. This child has to go to the restroom. You are not being mindful. You are not extending empathy or understanding if you can't allow that, if you can't see that something is wrong with you. And I am here to address it. Okay. Another time that I had to challenge the status quo at um, a school, um, again, was another, another teacher would not let her go to the restroom. But there was another time when, and it, and it had nothing to do with my child. Okay, so in this instance, she came home and said, Mom, you know what's so messed up is that the lunch period after me, can't believe it was after her or before, but she said the lunch period um, that wasn't hers, that they wait so long in line before they're able to get their food that by the time everybody sits down to eat, it's time to get up again. I'm like, are you sure? Like, that's not right. Like, you all need a mental break. From the classroom. And even though it wasn't my child who was being impacted, it was some of her friends, but I just felt, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if those students told their parents or maybe they told their parents and their parents couldn't come to the school and say something, or maybe they don't understand the impact of it. But I said, that's not acceptable. You know, call and make sure that's the case. Because when you do challenge something, you want to make sure you have all the facts. You want to make sure you have all sides. And so she called her friends and, and, and she said, yes, you know, that's that's exactly what happened. By the time they get their lunch and sit down, it's time for them to go back to class again. That's no break at all. There is some type of bottleneck. In that situation. In that routine. Regardless of what. The flow is there is a bottleneck. There is something that's stopping. Okay, why why is it taking everybody that long to get get in line to get their food to have a seat? So efficiency can be maximized somewhere in there, and it's just a point of asking someone to look into it and make sure that it's fixed. Because what has been going on is unacceptable, and so. Here I am to ch challenge the status quo. And these are, you know, you can call them minor, but it is challenging a system or a policy in place um, that will benefit others. So what have you challenged lately? Are you letting everything just fly by? Are you, are you leaving it for someone else to clean up? Are you leaving it for someone else to have to deal with and to struggle through? Or do you have the power and the authority in, in yourself to address it? I have had to, in regards to the workplace, I've had to challenge my, my performance evaluation. You know, there were guidelines to where and there was a set of expectations that said, if you handle these types of responsibilities, then you are considered like um, below expectations or you meet expectations or you exceed or you are management. Um, uh, you are, um, you know, in the management category or, you know, some type of leadership. And it tells you. And so 
the responsibilities that I was doing and the way that I was completing them, I fit as a manager. I had the skills of a manager, but when it came to my performance evaluation, I was docked for having those skills. How do you dock me for that? Because this paper, regardless of what your thoughts are, I'm going by this rule of expectations. And because you have a problem with it or because I am exceeding what you were expecting, you know, now I'm being docked and that's not right. And so a lot of times you will see employees just being upset and just sitting and wallowing in, in, in their frustration because their performance evaluation, their, their bonus was um, impacted by the performance evaluation or their name. Like I, I, I put a lot of weight on my name. So please don't just say anything, right? When it comes to me, if, 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 if you can't back it up, you are tarnishing my character when you say otherwise. And so I have to make a rebuttal to it. And then it needs to be addressed. So again, it's not being disrespectful, but I am challenging what you are saying. Here's my supporting documentation. Here is my rebuttal verbally and in writing. Okay, we can go to your manager or we can go to HR or how, however, however the information is supposed to flow, but this needs to be addressed. The, the normalcy of whatever's in your evaluation should just be there or whatever in your employee file should be there. No, I'm going to challenge it. Okay. I have had to help with custody issues. Because in our society, and I'm all for women, but not everyone makes the best decisions or the right decisions. Not everybody fo follows the rules set forth. Is that fair? Absolutely not. That's not fair to the parents. That's not fair to the children. And so when I hear of it and I hear that, you know, they don't know how to go any further. Okay, let me see what I can do. Because this isn't right. Yes, you know, she is a mother and um, she has parental rights, but so does the father in this situation. Okay. And in this situation, the father was paying child support and should have been getting visitation for like the summers or however the situation was and wasn't allowed to, to get the child. There was an al always an issue where the child would not be available, um, couldn't be located. And it's like, no, this isn't right. If you have to uphold your end of the bargain, then so do they. And if you're not shown that you are getting, getting her on, you know, whatever you're supposed to get her on the, on the, the summers, then it looks like you're not fulfilling your obligation. Okay. So yes, I'm going to challenge that. I am going to help you challenge that. I am about solutions. So what did I do? I had to help and um, file the petitions, file for the motions, file for the modifications of the court order. It took several tries, but they were successful. 
they were able to get a, a refund. It wasn't a major amount, but they were able to get a refund. They were able to get custody, you know, and these court systems can be rough, especially if you're out of state, because what if they just cancel the court date or reschedule the court date? And you have flown or you have driven all the way wherever you need to be and there's no court. So you have accumulated all these additional expenses and then have to do it again. If you don't, then you get failure to appear. Right? So these are all things that you need to be mindful of. These are all things that I feel are worth pushing the line for, as Teslin uh, Figueroa always states. You have to push the line. And then you see in the news, especially, and it hurts my heart because I can understand, I can empathize with these fathers who are not getting um, visitation with their parent, with their with their children. And the long-term effects of that it's just not right. It's just not right. But I digress. These are all the ways and examples of how I challenge the status quo. So now that my children are older, they don't have to call on me to resolve their issues. Now they will come home and tell me about what happened. I mean, just the other day, one of my children came and, and just said how they were frustrated about the sport that they were in and the coach. And I said, well, you're frustrated. I can tell you're frustrated. Did you talk to your coach? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't talk. Okay, well, you need to, dis before you get frustrated, you need to have a discussion and see what they're thinking. You can't just be over here upset. Then it's affecting your game. And nothing's getting resolved. And now your coach sees that you have a problem. You understand? And I, I, and I do understand that timing is everything. That's another um, aspect that definitely needs to be taken into consideration. But yes, yeah, so um, maybe several days later, she did have a talk with the coach. And then she understood where the coach's mindset was. So now she's in a better place. So. Everything doesn't need to be challenged. Some things just need to be questioned. You see? Some things just need to be questioned. What are you questioning? Stop taking everything so easy and so light. And I, I know some people may say, I'm too hard and I'm, I'm taking things too personal or too deep. But what I've had to go through or what other people have had to go through, I don't want my my children or future generations to have to go through. I don't want your, your kids to have to go through it. I don't want anyone else's family to have to go through it. So that's why I push forward and I'm just, I just want you to be the solution. I am the solution. I take that back. I am a solution. Because we all can have different ideas and they can all work and they can all be mutually beneficial. It's about putting them together or choosing one. That's what we all can do together. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes or even this one, 
Each one is saying the same thing, that there are all these challenges in all of these different areas that we all have in common, but they can be easily addressed with practical and unifying solutions. Please keep that in mind. Please keep that in mind. I grew up challenging authority. I grew up being vocal. I was taught to write letters, professional letters addressing concerns and challenges. This is probably why I am the way I am now. Again, this is something that I truly did as a child. I'm not sure why my parents thought I would be the one that would um, be able to get the message across in writing. But that's how I grew up. It takes a special kind of person to be able to challenge something so-called bigger than them. Or does it? Does it take a special person? Like what, what exactly is required? I know in order to do this, there has to be some type of frustration. There has to be something that is just punching you in your core, in your stomach, in your heart. There's a, I can't go through this anymore, or I'm not going to take this anymore. And that applies to whether it's Dr. Martin Luther King with civil rights, or like I said, Rosa Parks on, you know, not wanting or refusing to move her seat, refusing to move from her seat. That's frustration, that's, that's tiring, that's not anymore, not today, not tomorrow. That's Nelson Mandela in the apartheid. That's two live crew, look them up if you don't know. That's two live crew, that's NWA with freedom of speech. Regardless if you agree with that type of music or genre or not, that is what challenging the status quo is. And that actually was already law. There was already a freedom of speech. But being told not to do something that's already written, that there's already a law for, now I got to challenge what you're saying. So it doesn't always have to be political. What about Tesla? What about Elon Musk and Tesla? He is challenging the status quo. Steve Jobs with Apple. Netflix changed the whole game from Blockbuster and Redbox. Challenging what is currently. And doing that, let's, let's not get it confused. When you do come up against or fight for whatever right you're fighting for, 
or challenging whatever policy or rule or regulation or person that is currently in place, there are going to be drawbacks. There are pros and cons to every decision we make. So let's not think that it's an easy street. When I was in the workplace and I had to challenge my manager because they were saying I was making these incredible errors that I wasn't, and I, I had to go and redo somebody else's work going back months just to prove that wasn't me in the accounting field. And then when I, I won it and I, and I proved it, ever since that point, I was being nitpicked. No, you've never had any issues with me until you lost right here, until you were found untrue. So there's going to be drawbacks. You are going to be frowned upon. You will be looked over for promotion. And I'm not saying, I'm not giving you any legal advice or anything like that. That's something that you're going to have to dig into. But what I am saying is not, is, is not going to be easy. You may experience loss of income. You may lose your endorsement deals. You may get terminated. And I'm pretty sure that would be, depending on what it is, depending on what it is, unrightful. You could experience cancel culture where it's out there in the media, on the social web, and now everybody's against you because of what you're fighting for or against. You're gonna have some sleepless nights. Your family will probably be impacted for sure. There will be a strain on your relationships because now this is something you have to think about. This is something you have to work on. This is something, so when once you dive into something this deep, you're not the only one that's going to be affected. And so these are all things that you have to take in consideration. And not only financially and emotionally and spiritually and mentally. Your life could be threatened. You could lose your life. By fighting for what you believe, by challenging the status quo, depending on what you're fighting or who you are fighting against. So it's not all roses and, and peppermint. I don't know where that came from, but it's not. And you can go down any of the history books to, to find this information. Or I want to hear about your experiences. What, what have you had to come against and, and what did it cost you? How did you end up benefiting? So all that I had to go through and all the preparation, I mean, when you're going against something that 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 is perceived to be bigger than you, you many times you have to plan for it. You have to prepare. Now, some things are just right then and there. Like Rosa Parks said, she wasn't moving. When she, something she had to go home and think about how she gonna handle it and and all that. No, that was on the spot, right? But there may be times where you have to plan. You have to think ahead. You have to be five steps ahead, if not more. You have to view it from all sides. 
because you could be in the wrong. Are you in the wrong? Is what you're saying really based on facts? Is it based on truth? Or are you being biased? These are all things you have to think about. Seriously. These are things you have to think about. But it all taught me. It taught me my strength. It taught me that I can overcome. It taught me that I am more than enough. That I am well prepared. That I can prepare for. I already knew this, but it confirmed that titles mean nothing. Okay? It taught me and it, it supported, because again, some of the stuff I already knew, but my name means something. I can't let you just tarnish my name. I have to challenge you. What does your name mean to you? What does your reputation mean to you? I've learned that sometimes you have to fight now to rest later. Because if you don't address this one thing, then you're going to have to face it later. Or your children are going to have to face it later. Or your neighbor is going to have to, someone down the line is going to have to face it. Why not you? Do you not think you have it? It taught me self-control. It taught me to listen. It taught me to observe more, even though I'm already great at observing. It taught me to be on my P's and Q's because once you, once you challenge something, you have to be ready, you know? It also taught me resilience and it definitely gave me a deeper prayer life. Because when you're going through all this, it can't be, for me, it couldn't just be me. It wouldn't have worked if it was just me. Because in all that I went through, I had to realize that this wasn't, it's like the battle wasn't just about this. Like it was something bigger. Like I had to go through this because there was something bigger in my future. And I don't know what it is. Maybe me talking to you right now, it's, it's coming into fruition. But I'm telling you that it's so important for each and every one of us to be the solution. Be the solution. What is the solution? It is mutually beneficial. A Kim unity solution is based on three elements, karma, intuition, mindfulness. If what goes out comes back, treat people how you want to be treated. That's karma. Intuition. Everybody's not going to be on your side. You have to listen to your guide. And mindfulness, extending empathy, grace. Understanding, understanding that we all have different lived and unlived experiences. AIM, karma, intuition, mindfulness. And guess what? There's no excuses. Those three elements 
crosses all genders, all races, all religions, all geographical locations, all income levels, all statuses, marital, I mean, everything. Like there's no reason that we can't do the bare minimum of treating people how we want to be treated. Listening to our intuition because it is our guide. It can direct us. It can tell us when to stay away from something, when to go towards it. And being mindful, which is understanding and, and at least hearing and listening and being open to listen to somebody else's side or view. We can all do that. These are all practical and unifying solutions. I hope you all have learned something. I hope I have sparked something in you. I hope I have given you the energy and the drive to propel you to go through whatever you're going through or whatever you have to face. You can do it. Don't just duck and let the person behind you take the hit. Go forward with what, the, what you have. You are David. Go forth with what you have. You have more than enough. You are more than enough. You may think you don't have what you need, but guess what? As you take each individual step, you are grabbing your tools. So everything that I went through, those were just tools I could put in my toolbox. That's how I got to where I am now. It's all a journey. And on this journey, we are picking up everything we need to help someone else. Even if you are not a challenger, don't be a complainer. At least be a supporter. At least support the cause. Support the mission. Use and apply those three elements so that you can ensure that you're making a right decision. And I really want to hear from you all. I will be opening up lines to where I can have call-ins. Call I will have special guests. But I just wanted in these beginning stages for you to understand who I am and what I'm made of, what I come from, what my experiences are. That's why it's Kim the SME. That's why I am Kim the SME, speaker of my experiences. These are my experiences. This is all I'm telling you is what I have experienced. And I'm sure you have experience as well. And you are the speaker of your experiences. If you enjoyed this episode, if you want to hear more inspirational and motivational and informative um, real life stories of personal and professional experiences, listen to my past episodes. And I look forward to meeting you and greeting you next week. You all have a blessed one.